to another episode of Tady's Day Out. This is a comedic and irreverent review of all the best attractions Seattle has to offer. Every single one. We're ticking off the list. Guys, this is episode 10. Can you believe it? How come you don't believe it? Why are you double-checking? No, trust me. I mean, I can't believe it either. But hey, that's fine. Today's a very special episode, you guys. I have Mac Hamilton on the show he does his own podcast, podcasts. Um, I believe one is called The Hour Hour, about Rucker Hour movies. And the other one is called The Hardy Boys, which is about, uh, I believe, Tom Hardy's show that was on FX. I have, I've listened to The Hour Hour. It's very funny. I've never listened to The Hardy Boys. Um, he didn't even want me to plug those shows, but I'm plugging them anyway. Um, this was a very... Fun time. Mac loves movies and going to the movies, and he showed me around Cinerama. Felt like a, a real tour, you know? Like I got a tour of the place. I also got my picture taken next to J uh, Agent J's suit from Men in Black, and I was really excited until after the picture I found out it's from the third movie, I'm not from the first. Um, if you know me at all, you know Men in Black is my favorite movie. I'm not kidding. I'm not going to go into it right now. So yeah, we had a lot of fun. This one uh, is gonna go a little long because we he did not like Cowboy Bebop, and and I don't I don't fault him. Hey, I'm not pointing the finger because uh, I don't have any, and so I I think I'm gonna keep most of it. Um, I'm about to edit it. Actually, I'm recording this before I edit. Little little peek behind the curtain. So I hope you enjoy it. Remember to follow me on Facebook, rate and review me on iTunes. Um, go to our Seattle podcast, like I told you to last time. Go on Reddit and check out all these Seattle podcasts and support them. Okay, thanks. Uh, I will see you with a new episode in two weeks. I'm doing it this weekend, and I am so stoked about it. Check the Instagram if you want to know what's up beforehand. I'm falling down a well. All right, Mac. Mac Hamilton here in the studio for Tatey's Day Out. Welcome. Welcome to the show. We're in my studio apartment. We're, we're in, <laughs> yeah, and we're in the studio then where you're in your studio apartment. My rig's mobile, baby. Yeah, I can, I can tell that. Yeah, wherever I go, that's my studio. That's where I am. <laughs> yeah, that's where you are. You're there. Um, man, we certainly did, uh, did uh, something Seattle-specific today. It was the Cinerama. It's true. Yeah, Seattle Cinerama, um, which I had never been to. And when I had asked you to come up with ideas for the podcast, like an idea for us to do something together. I told you to go fuck yourself. Yeah, you said, please leave me alone. Please get out of my apartment. I, I don't like you as yeah. a person. You weren't invited here. <laughs> How did you find out where I lived? I said, apartment 212. And you said, shh. Yeah. <laughs> Put yeah, your finger said, to my lips. I said, you had me at hello. And you were like, what? Uh, 
No, you you thought for a minute, to be honest, it took you about a half hour, <laughs> and then you came back very excitedly to me and said, oh, my, you said, my favorite place in Seattle, Cinerama, uh, which I think is pretty true going there with you. You were, were very excited to show me around. Yeah. I had never been there before, and it's definitely a different movie-going experience compared to a Regal or a Lowe's or an Odeon. Do you know a different... <laughs> AMC. Yeah. Let me name all of them. Wait, they have different franchises? Yeah, yeah. Uh, so tell me about like your history with it and why you love it so much. Um, well, I had been going... I mean, as you know, I grew up in Seattle, like on Capitol Hill. Like We're recording on Capitol Hill, and I grew up less than a mile from here. Wow. Like, my childhood home was like, right in this neck of the woods. Um, Roger. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Name the dropping. juvenile complex where I grew up yeah. is less than a mile from here. <laughs> yeah, Cal Anderson Park. They yeah. just they would box you into Cal. When my Anderson name was Park. Cam Mamilton. <laughs> um, but yeah, like I I grew up right around here, and I was always a bit of a cinephile, as they say. Um, and you my, had to register. <laughs> yeah, I'm a registered cinephile. <laughs> Thanks for that. Yeah, they're gonna, gonna love that. Yeah, that's a great reference to make. <laughs> um, but uh, my mom always encouraged my interest in the arts, and before Paul Allen bought Cinerama, I, I could be wrong about this, but I want to say it was independently owned. I don't think that it was owned by, like, a franchise in the way that, you know, there's, like, a bunch of different regal umbrella theaters. Right. And the thing about Cinerama is that it's a throwback to a different time insofar as the model of it is its single screen, and it's, right. like, the experience is what brings you in there as opposed to having... 15 different options of what you want to watch. Yeah. Um, but that model uh, is very hard to maintain, so thank you, Paul Allen, for yeah. making that more viable, because, you know, it's obviously hard when you only have one option, and it's like a Tuesday for in right. February or whatever, and there's not something that's going to drive in the masses. Yeah. Um, but it's, uh, it's something that my mom brought me to because they would do like like we went to go see Cowboy Bebop but mm -hmm. like for example I saw um, the original like Star Wars like I hung out my I think my mom played hooky at work and like took me out of school so that we could go see like all three Star Wars one day awesome and we went and saw all three Indiana Jones and it's all shown on film which yeah. like at the time is like it didn't mean anything to me but, but that's pretty cool. Seeing it on that screen even when it didn't have as fancy of like you know projection technology or like the, you know, the sound wasn't as good. It was still, like, a crazy experience, especially when you were a kid, right? Right, yeah. Um, and you, you, even then, you would know, you would realize it's different than going to a Regal or, like, some Yeah, other... or watching your VHS on, right. you know, like, you think about the TVs that we grew up with. They're, yeah. like, <laughs> the letterbox. Yeah. It's, I mean, like, letterbox format would, format would just, like, shrink the image, but they were all more made for, like television shows that you would see where they were filmed in a ratio that was like a square as opposed to widescreen. Right, right. So when you're experiencing a thing like Star Wars or Indiana Jones is like in a box, getting to see it on a big screen yeah. and like the actual format that it was meant to be seen is like pretty special, you know? I did see uh, the first Indiana Jones a couple of years ago on the big screen at the uh, SIF Uptown one. Oh, that's cool. And it was, uh, I didn't really... Like, I went with a friend, I was like, oh, cool, whatever. It was awesome. Yeah. It was way different than, it was just an amazing experience with the sound and stuff, and it really made me 
thing because I, I, you know, I'm always hesitant to go to the theater, but yeah. I, it really is a different experience. I've seen that movie a hundred times, but well, like when you, you said, have a MacBook Air, it's like, why would you bother exactly. watching anything? And no, notoriously, <laughs> almost amongst my friends, both you and then uh, Danny Newton, like. I only watch movies on my MacBook Air with like a 13-inch screen yeah. in my underwear on my couch, and I almost never finish movies. I'll watch TV shows for days, but... I wish I, we just cut off with like, and I almost never finish. Yeah, and, and I almost never finish. <laughs> Unrelated, but I almost <laughs> dead never air. finish. Yeah, dead. Um, so yeah, so I totally understand what you're saying. It's, it's a special experience. Um, I just want to touch on one thing real quick. We keep saying Paul Allen's name, and... If for some reason you were listening to a Seattle-based podcast and you don't know who Paul Allen is, he uh, he, he helps, rich he rich he rich he owns Seattle. Uh, he helped start Microsoft with Bill Gates. I'm trying yeah. to explain who he is, and I immediately didn't know what he is. Uh, I know he's like a big tech guy. I should yeah. probably know this more concretely, but I believe he was like a co-founder yeah. of Microsoft. Right, yeah. and I think he might, he either is CEO or did take over CEO from Bill Gates for a while. Okay. Um, I know he runs Vulcan, yes. which is a non-profit, and he also owns um, Mopop, formerly EMP, yes. and he also is, I believe, the owner of the Seahawks as well. Yes, yep. So, uh -huh. y yeah, he, you saying he owns yeah. Seattle is kind of not... He, Wrong. No, and he owns it, like, Vulcan is also a property um, management thing, and mm. it does a lot for the arts, it's doing that upstream festival, but it also develops a lot of property in Seattle, so a lot of those cranes you see up is him, too. Yeah, I see the, like, when I come back from work, I see, like, Vulcan cranes, but he also is putting, like, 30 million, I saw, into... Um, a homelessness facility, yes. which is interesting. Yeah. I'm curious how that will work, just, I don't know. So Paul Allen, in about, the Cinerama started in 1963, went all, you know, it's been around for a while, and then he bought it in 1997. It Yeah, it was about to go under. Right. Because um, like I was talking about before, it's sort of not a very viable business model, right. unless the person who owns it is sort of like, Oh, money's for the the birds, right? Yeah, I mean it's it's. I could definitely see it as a pet project where he's like, "Did I lose twenty grand this week uh, or this month or whatever?" I don't care. Like, yeah, it's like world's smallest violin. Yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, like they, I I thought for sure that it was going away multiple times because yeah. like it it was still open. Like I I remember going to see a variety of random movies like. Definitely saw uh, Apollo 13 there when I was a kid. Oh, awesome. Yeah, which was great. I remember seeing Independence Day there, and then, like, uh Hey, welcome planes. to Earth. <laughs> hey, the listeners leave can't... Leave this dead yeah, air. Yeah, I know it's dead air, but it's like, if you test me, I will kill hey. your podcast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I remember going to see Independence Day there and coming out and having, like... The Blue Angels flying over because it was on like oh, the fourth yeah. when it opened. Um, I went and saw it on the fourth when it opened. And at the time, today was Independence Day. You know? Right. <laughs> yeah. Today we're recording this on Independence Day. Yeah. I went and saw it in the Save theater. Save this until Independence Day. I will. I, hey, this isn't coming out for a while. Even though I posted a picture. <laughs> Put of it, it in tonight. the vault. Uh, the the theater I went and saw it at on opening day got a bomb threat, and I didn't get to finish it, and I didn't see it. Independence Day. Yeah. That feels kind of like early for like the 
shroud of terror that we now live in. Yeah, no, every it was time you go to a 95, theater, 94 or something. Yeah, not to say that no one did. Like, yeah. thought like, what if I threatened it? And it was in Kansas City. Like, we were visiting family. And we were like, let's go do this. I don't, I don't know what they thought they were doing, but no one cares about Kansas City. But I did get like an AMC voucher. It was a whole thing. No one wants to hear about this. <laughs> did you cash in that voucher? Yeah, like, did you go see Independence Day later? My mom took it, and like, I would keep asking her for it because I was only like, <laughs> she, like six. Or stole it and went saw George of the Jungle by yeah. herself one day. Or <laughs> she was shit. like, I love Brendan Fraser. She's yeah. all like three times. It's like, I have to treat myself today. <laughs> exactly. No, I, uh, so, yeah, that, that sounds really special. That sounds like a cool thing to grow up with, and then Paul Allen saved it. Yeah, no, I mean, it, like, I, I was surprised, but I think he's from this area, so that's like one of those nice things about, uh, having local billionaires who will, right. you know, do cool shit like that. Like, for example, like, I know you went to Mopop for right. this, mm-hmm. um, one of my favorite things to do when I go to Mopop is to just amble around uh, and just see, like, what goofy shit Paul Allen has bought. Yeah. <laughs> because, he, I mean, not casting any judgment. Like, it's like, if I was rich, I would probably spend my money on goofy shit, too. Yeah. Uh, like, I'm not rich at all, and I spend my money on goofy shit constantly. Right. But, like, it just like feels... that shirt. Yeah. Like, the shirt I'm wearing. <laughs> yeah. So it's like it's I, a picture of Goofy. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but it's just missing the head, and it goes up to my neck. <laughs> yeah, and it's you're wearing, and you're wearing the hat. <laughs> yeah, but that's just my hat. Yeah, that's that is a coincidence. Yeah, <laughs> you know, I just want to feel good about myself. <laughs> oh God, for once. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, so he buys stuff at Mopop. Yeah, Paul Allen buys things at Mopop. No, it's <laughs> he since he obviously has been like curating and like buying all of these like movie props and stuff. Like that's why the. So, if you haven't been to Cinerama, they always have two cases that are filled with props and costumes from a variety of movies that they switch out because Paulin has, like, a huge collection of that shit. So, a lot of it goes to Mopop, um, but it's just hilarious to walk around and see what things specifically Paul Allen's bought, where it's like, huh, you bought Sean Connery's katana from Highlander. Yeah. And I just wonder, like, what the phone calls are like. Is there, like, a dude who's, like, Paul Allen's, like, exactly. guy? Or it's just, just, like, I've tracked down Sean Connery's katana from Highlander, too. It's like, that's a must-buy. I like the idea of him being in a really important meeting and just being, like, someone pitches something to him and goes, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, pushes the button. Or just, Brian, can you get me uh, Sean Connery's uh, katana from I like Highlander? I imagine and... that it's, like, a person who's, like, one of his, like, assistants comes in and, like, whispers in his ear, like, gentlemen, I have to take this. Yeah. <laughs> and it's just, like, bartering with some asshole in, like, Missouri yeah. who somehow is serendipitously come upon, like, Highlander props. That's amazing. So, yeah, in those cases of costumes and whatnot was awesome for me because they had Will Smith's Agent J costume from Men in Black. Three. Oh, that was Men in Black 3? Yeah. You didn't tell me that when we took the picture. I'm sorry that you didn't bother to read the I didn't placard. read it. I just saw Will Smith in Men in Black, which is my favorite movie of all I time. I mean, Non-ironically. can't you just... No, I know. I'm well aware. For the listener, I, I love that movie. I know. Yeah. But Do you I... know that NYPD means knock your punk ass down? I don't think that's true. Yeah, no, but that's what he says. And as a kid, I thought that was true. I was like, oh. I was like, what could go wrong, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, also, the innate, like, weirdness of a black man on the NYPD saying that. Yeah, <laughs> like, I, really? That is, now that, that I'm unpacking exactly, that? Exactly. Especially, like, not nowadays. comfortable with yeah. it. Or it's like, ugh. In the, in the era of social media. But that was the 90s where, like, you could do anything if it was quote, like, racist, it's like, no, we know it's racist, that's why it's okay, and you're like, yeah, you're like, I guess, but It's fascinating how, like, the woke credentials have, like, just consistently shifted as time has. Totally. 
That's one of the things that I find to be, to kind of circle back a little bit, like, I love the fact that Cinerama shows older movies, Mm -hmm. and that you can have that cinematic experience of something that, like, I mean, not to be, like, a purist or, you know, like an ass about it, but I do think that it's, like, way different to experience something wholly on, like, a big screen as opposed to, like, when you're in your fucking apartment and you're getting, like, texts from your mom and, yeah. like, Twitter notifications and, like, yeah. MLB updates and, like, bullshit like that. You I know? just sign up. I love that you chose your mom as opposed to, like, your friends or your girlfriend. Well, no, I mean, like, I love my mom, mom and my okay? friends and my girlfriend. Mom's good. Okay. Just celebrated her birthday the other day. Hey, happy for dinner. birthday. Shout out. Mrs. Camelton. <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh, they're gonna hunt us down. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just build a sub narrative where I'm on the run. Yeah, we are on the run, and you're. Really I have the worst, the worst assumed identity of all time, and I've not gone a mile away from my childhood home. <laughs> You'll never find me, coppers. Uh, but to speak to that like special experience, they they do things at Cinerama like when the Hateful Eight came out. It was part of the seventy millimeter yes. showing special Quentin Tarantino thing that only happened at a few. Relatively a few theaters. Yeah, which, unfortunately, I missed because I was working a fucked up schedule all the time. Yeah. But uh, they do that frequently. Like, um, I saw uh, Kong Skull Island in mm-hmm. 70mm, which was, like, stunning. Yeah. Um, How was that movie? It's good. It's like, uh, I feel like that and Godzilla are both shaggy dogs. Um, but, like, one's like a shaggy dog that I like, where it's like, oh, you shouldn't have, like, yeah. you shouldn't be on the carpet, but I love you. Yeah. And the other one, I'm like, you're okay, but, like, yeah. get off my fucking Godzilla bed. was okay, but it was... That dude has an amazing eye, like, from that yeah. in Rogue One, but, like... It's a good... It's a good... It's a beautiful movie. He has a... Like, he has a phenomenal eye, but he is so profoundly tone-deaf on a story level mm. that I... I don't know. I will say, literally, I was... I out. watched it... I went and saw it opening weekend, and... Because I was really excited for it. It's, like, Godzilla, Godzilla and Brian Cranston. Like, great. Uh... But the the part where I was not impressed, and the part where Ken Watanabe turns and they were like, he was like, he calls him Gojira. Literally, the audience laughed super hard, and I was like, yeah. that was not what he intended. This yeah. is supposed to be like, uh, yeah, no, it's it's not good. I mean, it, it's again, it's tone deaf. Yeah, you know what I mean. And it's like when you're trying to like get the audience to respond like that, it's like, of course, the audience is going to be like, fuck you. Yeah. I also just realized uh, that I have a Godzilla Cinerama story. Oh, cool. Um, cause I went, uh, I was hanging out with a good friend, um, not you. <laughs> yeah, no, I was to hanging be, out with to a be clear, good friend. A good friend. Yeah, yeah. I was hanging out with someone else. So I was hanging out with someone who cares for me. Yeah, <laughs> and I care for it. The end. Um, but we went and saw Godzilla on a whim, and... <laughs> God, you well, guys are just throwing caution to the wind. Dude, I know. We like to, I just thought... Breeze through my metaphorical hair. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I we brought in beers nice. uh, before they sold beers there. So we were, like, drinking beers, watching it in 3D, I want to say. So we're sitting there with 3D glasses on, and all of a sudden we hear, Is there a doctor in the house? Oh, my God. And this God. is, like, like, probably, like, a Wednesday in the afternoon, and I was just like, Oh, no. And there's just, like, I can see the dude stand up and being, like, freaked out, and the house lights come up, and then I just see this, like, old woman, like, white hair slumped over, and I'm like, oh, oh shit. God. This, like, some poor grandson brought his nana to Godzilla, and yeah. she just fucking slipped away <laughs> while they were watching it. So we're all just waiting, and just be like, 
Is it in bad taste to drink this beer while I'm waiting to see if <laughs> you're this person? I just like the idea of you being in awe while you're still drinking a Coors. Well, it's it was it was Taste a fancier beer than the one I'm Taste drinking. The right. fucking Rockies, dude. I just I always you know me. How and do banquets. you know if it's cold though? I wish I <laughs> I wish I had that thing that told me when it's cold. That's why I put a thermometer in my beer at all times. <laughs> yeah. No, I wish that was the commercial instead of just like now you know what it's called. It's like no more thermometers. Don't you hate when your thermometer of mercury breaks? It's just mercury just sliding down a wall. <laughs> <laughs> um, so we wait and uh, EMTs show up. Whoa. I mean, yeah, if someone that says... That was a big reaction for me, <laughs> yeah. but I forgot that we were talking about yeah, that. Yeah, no, I like to rack focus to myself. <laughs> I'm like a self-aggrandizing Garrison Keeler. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, uh, basically, uh, they show up, and this woman has just fallen into, like, a heavy sleep. And the grandson, I don't know, didn't shake her or slap her enough. I don't know what you do when yeah. you're afraid your Nana died during Godzilla. Yeah. Um, so... Yeah, basically, like, ten minutes later, they just, like, bring her out, and, like, the EMTs take her away, and this dude leaves, and then the movie starts, and it's like, I could drink my beer again. That's crazy. Yeah. It's That's kind of scary, a, but it ended well. Yeah. I got to finish Godzilla, and I was like, I guess that was fine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, like, that was more interesting than the movie, maybe, but... Yeah. Uh, the new Mystery Science Theater 3000 on Netflix, the first episode is, like, the Dutch version of, like, them trying to replicate Godzilla... Okay. And they actually do a really awesome song and sort of touch on how, like, every country tries to have their own version of Godzilla. A friend of, of mine showed me that, just that That's specifically, where it's sort of showing the different variations on, like, a kaiju or yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah. It was actually really interesting and, and funny, because they're referencing all real films that right. were, you know, sort of inspired by Godzilla, and it, it's it's funny to think about. Now I kind of want to go watch them all. Yeah, you would probably be bitterly disappointed. Oh, I'm sure they're horrible. Um, I would love to, I'm still trying to see Colossal, speaking of. What's Colossal? It's the Sounds new Nutsch. Oh, why do I indulge you? <laughs> I don't know why I agreed to this. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to fuck up his You last. act like you, like I took a lot of talking you into it, but it did, for the listener, it didn't. I, <laughs> never mind, I'm beeping that part out. <laughs> Feel like big man now. Yeah, <laughs> no, actually, the more I kept talking, the smaller I felt. <laughs> Can't imagine why. Yeah. Um, it's the new movie from the dude who made Time Crimes. Oh, I, I'm spacing on his last name. His first name is Nacho, which is Nacho. sad. That, <laughs> sad that I only remember his first name is Nacho, but I mean that a, actually makes sense because I hope his last name's like Smith or something. That's that's so not. Yeah, it's so clearly not. You fucking fool. Yeah. <laughs> My name's um, Nacho Smith. But basically, it's about uh, it's. Anne Hathaway is, like, some sort of, like, kind of uh, problem problematic drunk who discovers that she has control over, like, a big kaiju that's, like, raging through South Korea, I want to say. Oh, wow. So she's, like, accidentally controlling it and, yeah. like, realizes it after the fact because I assume she's, like, a drunken idiot. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, it looks fun. I like the... I'm not, like, a big fan of... Like, I like the sort of big monster thing, but, like, I don't have, like, a deep bench knowledge or, like... Yeah. Once... I don't know. There's a lot of, like, interesting variations on that, but it's I hard really to, I really liked like, Pacific Rim, and that's, like, about as far I as I do not like Pacific Rim. That doesn't surprise me. Yeah. Because uh, you hate anything that comes from Japan. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> Elegant segue. Yeah. And then and then it's just, like, the, the, the outro music, and that's how we end. Uh, we'll touch on... So we went to see Cowboy Bebop, and we'll touch on that crazy movie in a moment. Yeah, let's touch on that movie. Um, Shout out to Agnes destroying uh, my box frame yeah, right yeah, now. Yeah, yeah. Uh, 
And I hope Ag- we're not peeking when Agnes is uh, scratching this shit out of that thing. Agnes is the cat. One time I chased her into an elevator. Is that true? You didn't. Ch- you were trying to rescue her. Oh, it I makes it sound her. like you're like Jack <laughs> Torrance yeah, trying to kill my and cat. And I sent her to the basement. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, so, we wanted to go to Cinerama. I wanted to experience it, and it seemed like a great uh, episode. And we were trying to find an upcoming movie. And there's the anime film festival happening happening right now. Is that correct? That is correct. We so, just experienced it, bro. Right, we did. Uh, I am much more into anime than you are. I always have been. Um, are you saying I'm not into anime just because I almost fell asleep while we watched this? Yes, yeah. <laughs> and like working with you and being like, "Hey, this is anime, this," and you're like, "Shut up, I hate you." Well, it's because you talk about Dragon Ball Z. I will talk about Dragon Ball Z. For days. That's your God-given right, but th- it's also my God-given right to just disrespect you as a I'm man. I'm going to start a new <laughs> podcast called Dragon Ball T-A-D-Y, because I like it. <laughs> I'm cursing you with dead yeah. air. Yeah, I think I might cut that out, too. Can't imagine why. <laughs> um, so we went and saw, we ended up, given our schedules and stuff, we ended up uh, choosing Cowboy Bebop because you had heard of it a lot and never seen I've it. Seen, no, I've seen a little bit of this show. Okay. I, had a, I had a friend who was into it once upon a time. Oh my god. So sultry. Yeah, once, yeah, <laughs> once upon a time I had a sultry friend. Oh my god. But not a good friend. Yeah, I know. And I grew up watching a lot. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> fuck I'm, that. I'm not, yeah. I'm not going back to it. Yeah. I grew up watching... Uh, a lot of tsunami and Adult Swim. So, and basically every Saturday night was a ridiculous amount of, and I had no friends, like all through middle school. <laughs> yeah, and high I had school. a feeling every yeah, Saturday no, yeah. night. If the kid says he's watching you, anime all, all Saturday night. Do you think like, I need a lot of work to dovetail every Saturday night <laughs> yeah. and the time period? You yeah. just, you, like, I get it. Uh, and so. I would watch, they just had a huge block of, until like three in the morning of, of anime and Cowboy Bebop was one of them. And I don't remember the show that much, but I remember watching the movie uh, on Adult Swim a few times mm-hmm. and uh, really liking it. But also I was like 14 or 15. And sure. It was and like your taste have not changed all that much. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm the same and I'm like. Yeah. So I was like, oh, I've seen this movie. It was good. Like, let's go see it. Mm-hmm. Mac, do you? Have a strong opinion about it by chance? Uh, I wasn't in love with it. Yeah. Um, I felt like when we left the theater, you were physically upset. I And you had to smoke a cigarette to calm down. Uh, well, I mean, to be fair, that is true. I'm also a man whose uh, passions run high. I'm a passionate man. You are... You are a passionate <laughs> I, like, I am someone who, who tends to have, like, a pretty strong first blush opinion, which I oftentimes backpedal from. In this instance, uh, I will not. And so... It's <laughs> 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 about the most Matt Campbell thing yeah. I can possibly, possibly <laughs> yeah, I say. Love, I love that spectrum you just, you just put out to the to world. Be, but to be fair, though, like, I frequently will be like, that was, like, a fucking abomination, or, like, that was a cinematic abortion, and then I'm just, like, walking things back. Right. I do that with bands a lot, where I'm like, that was shitty, and then next yeah. week I'm like, this is the best record I've ever heard. Well, I can say, I mean, it's, it's the same thing, though, because, like, you are extremely passionate about music right. and in the same way that like if I see a movie and feel like I'm just like 
uh, and it's so going to bother me more and then I can kind of weather it and right. sort of have a more nuanced opinion. But You I, I genuinely can, are a cinephile. Like you, you and not... To, registered, like, like you said. Registered, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I can't live anywhere. Right. <laughs> Ironically, I can't be anywhere near films. <laughs> you have to live a hundred miles. Yeah, from. I was wearing a huge fake wig and mustache when we <laughs> yeah. went in there today. And they said Mac and you said, no, it's Cam. And they're yeah. like, okay. That explains like the... Huge SWAT caravan yeah. that rolled up. Yeah, just keep it as going. I burst out the back entrance. I heard he may show up. Uh, no, but you you really do like love movies in a way that like I like movies. Whatever, like that's kind of how I feel. Like honestly, like I like watching movies. Great, you love movies. That's a passion of yours. Like music yeah. is for me. So I think that you, like when you watch movies, you see more of the technical aspects, the subtext, the references. Um, and so I feel like sometimes things that just pass over my eyes and I'm like, I watched that and that was fine, can, can really bug you in a way that like a record can bug me where I'm like, that riff was lifted. Like, totally. And like, that's not the sort of, uh, like deep bench knowledge that like I have. So like, uh, this is a backdoor bragging to how much I like music, by the way. No, I could tell. (laughs) I'm aware of a humble bragging. I'm an audiophile. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. I was say, I can't go into record stores anymore. It's on the record. (laughs) Um, Yeah, I don't have, like, a lot of, like, technical acumen in terms of, like, knowing stuff about film. You do call out every Dutch angle you see, though. It's true. (laughs) That's why I scream, that's a Dutch A! (laughs) (laughs) I've never finished Thor because of it. (laughs) Oh, my God. Constantly kicked out of the theater. That's a good good, uh, dig on Thor. Thank you. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> is the Dutch ankle a sexual position? No, it's a... It should know. be. It's when... It's like yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. the floor. Yeah, exactly. You're like just, framing it in yeah. your own mind. And the, and the other person's just like, what are you doing? Just like, we should break up. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, um, so I feel like you saw a lot of more issues in this movie. For me, it was, it was purely on like a story level. Yeah. Um, I, granted, like, I... I had seen a handful of episodes of this show back in maybe college or whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, But when you said it was like a standalone thing, I took your word for it. And I will never trust you again. Yeah, I I, mean, (laughs) about anything. Emotionally, physically. Yeah, yeah, (laughs) Yeah, physically, I'll never trust you again. (laughs) No more trust I guess, like, I hadn't... (laughs) Which we do all All the time. time. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we used to. Yeah. Um, I guess I thought it was... I don't know. I, I think that I could see it marketed as such, but not, not perceived as such. It, it wasn't the most clear. It was just super generic um, and also so beholden to a variety of things on like a reference level that I thought was like pretty lazy. Yeah. Um, visually, but just on a script level, I was like, it was all about nano machines and sort yeah. of like a nondescript bad guy. He, it was like a shitty version of a Michael Crichton novel, where he literally has one about nanobots. It felt Prey. like a lot... Wait, which one? Which Michael Crichton one? Prey? P-R-E-Y. I didn't read that one. That's actually was that pretty good. one of the latter? It was, yeah. Okay. It was like 2006 or something. So that post-Timeline? Yes. I think Timeline was the last, like... Uh, Timeline, the book, is awesome. It's really cool. Yeah. It's also, like, fucked up, because yeah. it's real violent. Kind of like the original Jurassic Park, where, yeah. like, they're blowing up dinosaurs with rocket and launchers. John and John Hammond, tight. like, gets eaten alive at the very yeah, end of the first Yeah, because fuck John Hammond. Yeah. It, and it's actually really brutal the way he dies yeah. in the book. And Timeline, the book, is really good. The movie... 
is super bullshit. Yeah, which is weird because Richard Donner like is such a great director, but granted, he's had a very checkered he filmography. Can't be, I mean, he's not a Superman. Uh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> these are that's like a deep cut that only like six people are gonna get. I like the movie just because one, I mean, I remember watching it as a kid, and two. It's the only real it's, reason to watch movies. It's beautiful. I mean, for me, like I said, I'm like Men in Black. That's I perfect. frequently wonder about that uh, instinct. I'm not razzing on you, but like I frequently, w- <laughs> I frequently wonder about just like the state of uh, film that we're in. If it isn't essentially just like a big nostalgia engine to like fuel that, because it's like, what are the all the big movies that we have now? I mean, so many are, remakes. Well, remakes and also just like. Nostalgia, like I think you know, seeing a new Batman, Superman, any of the Marvel things, yeah. it's essentially like one big nostalgia engine. Even TV shows like Stranger Things, like that. Yeah, which is essentially just like it's digesting a bunch of cultural things and right. then reappropriating it into a new program. Yeah, that's not actually original, but right. any, like it's technically an original property, but is so profoundly beholden to a variety of like easy things. Like I don't know, man. It. It just it I don't I wouldn't go so far as to say it like bums me out because like there's so many like brilliant things being put out uh, on every strata of culture but I do wonder a little bit about like is that a negative or is it really any different than like I the think... time where it was like like we were talking about a little earlier like when you know the version of like big Marvel movies was disaster movies right or the western or like. But I think the difference is that, like, there were brilliant westerns, there weren't ever really brilliant disaster movies, and there aren't really brilliant superhero movies. But I think it's also what gets funded. Because things that get totally. funded are things that have made money before. Right, cause yeah. and I don't blame that, because if yeah. you're going to invest, like, $200 million right. in something, you want to get a return on your investment, and I can't Yeah. And, and so sometimes it's like all the stuff that... It, it almost <laughs> takes a while to get a good picture of pop culture of what's going on now... Like, for what's actually happening, like, versus, yeah. like, in a way, and, and I think that the podcast that you turned me on to, you must remember this, uh, which is about, I like, forgot that I turned that up, turned you on to that one. Yeah, you've turned me on a lot, yeah. uh, podcast-wise, yeah. and, uh, but listening to that in certain episodes, and, like, when they say, like, oh, they kept, they would cast these people in these hit movies, and then just keep making them, and then they started losing money, and they were like, oh, these people are done. Right. But it's like, really, they just kept making the same movie because these two made, mo- like, a ton of money. Yeah, so it's like, oh, this is a formula that makes yeah. sense. Um, and yeah. if anything, the formula is that, like, don't follow the formula to a certain extent. I think that that is true. I mean, I think the thing is you need to occasionally, if not reinvent the wheel, like, reappropriate the right. wheel. Or, like, or expand on the formula each time. It can't be the same thing. Yeah, well, it's like, I don't know, use the ingredient in a different... Uh, Recipe like right. something like uh, like cumin or paprika. <laughs> I, I, as I said earlier, and I hope yeah. neither of these could cut. I dislike you as a person. Yeah. Um, but I, I felt like something like uh, like Logan does a pretty good job yes. of like like the Wolverine franchise is like two for three in my mind because the first one is crap. Oh, it's like, terrible. Un, yeah, yeah, it, it's just not good. But the second one. <clears throat> It takes the, you know, Wolverine character and then reappropriates that character into the milieu of, like, not quite the samurai movie, but sort of Japanese culture and, yeah. like, in bits and bobs. Like, I loved samurai, it. Samurai, Yakuza stuff, so, like, 
it's sort of multiple different like Japanese. It literally flavors. took it someplace new. <laughs> like yeah, yeah, like, yeah. No, but I mean that's like the great thing about it. So then you can explore the character in a new way because he's in a profoundly new context, and you're playing the fish out of water angle. Right. And, like that's a smart way to do that because you're going to see the character in a yeah. new light. Watching right? him getting a bath by people he can't really communicate with was one of the high points in my life. It explains why you send that gift to me all the time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wolverine bathing. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Um, but the same thing with Logan, where you then, like, reappropriate the character in a totally different context, and then that makes it fascinating. Whereas, like, when you watch, like, an X-Men movie, you have a good sense of what you're gonna get, which is, like, a bunch of previs shit with, like, actors standing in front of green yeah. screens and then, yeah. like, particles floating behind them. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, I literally was thinking of, uh, Magneto in, like, Apocalypse, where it's just, like, anytime you see him, it, it is genuinely, yeah. like, particles floating behind yeah. him of... Of, quote, metal or whatever. And you're just like, this actually has nothing... Like, this isn't interesting at all. Yeah, it's profoundly uninvolving. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, to go back to Cowboy Bebop, um, I was just really unimpressed with... Like, I was blown away by the animation, which I always am, mm -hmm. with, like, pretty much every, you know, Japanese animated movie that yeah. I've seen. Because, like, I know how many, like pure man hours go into that and yeah. especially considering like how increasingly rare it is to see like hand rendered yeah. pieces of animation like I can it's, appreciate it's that beautiful the craft of that is like yeah. mind boggling yeah. um, so I don't want to shit on that well, but it's just sort of like imagining like spending that many man hours animating such a incredibly uninspired script I'm just like wow yeah yeah. I think that sort of offends me on a core level. Right. In the same way, like, when I see, like, you know, a huge movie where I'm like, this got, got so many talented people to all work together yeah. to, like, collectively, like, take a dump and then screen it. Right. For yeah. thousands Immediately, of for some reason, the movie The Core came to mind. <laughs> and I don't know why, <laughs> but I did think of it. Like, the first thing you, when you said that, I thought, The Core, Hilary Swank. Yeah. yeah, you're not a Delroy Lindo guy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, so, I mean, my first experience at the Cinerama was awesome. I, I personally, as a person who can't drink beer, they serve wine, beer, and cider. Mm -hmm. And they serve Seattle dry cider, which is genuinely... Everything my, is on tap. It's pretty cool. It, it was delicious, and that's yeah. my favorite cider that exists in the world. And so I was really excited it's really good. that they had it, and... Also, um, by virtue of, like, I mean, every place you go to is going to have an inevitable markup yeah. on their stuff. Theirs is not bad. It's not bad. I was... It, As a person who goes to Safeco very yeah. regularly, by virtue of comparison, it's, like, eleven fifty for, like, a beer yeah. at Safeco. And, like, at Cinerama, it's, like, I think, seven. And My cider was seven. I paid six fifty at a bar. Like, and, exactly. and six, like, yeah. that, so when I saw seven, I was like, sweet, they have my favorite drink for seven dollars. Like, yeah, it's a 50 cent write-up, and there's also, like, you can uh, tip if you're so inclined, so yeah. it's like, it's not bad. No, I it's not, say. but it's not like bar tipping, where it's like, if you don't do it, they're gonna be like, excuse me? Um, yeah, totally. Because whenever I don't tip at the bar, someone goes, excuse me? <laughs> Which has never happened to me. Yeah. Because um, you never pay your tab at the yeah, bar. Yeah, I never. Yeah, <laughs> you I just always, run out. I always put my put it under a false name. Yeah, Cam uh, Hamilton. Cam Hamilton. Yeah, I almost made that explains all my all my priors. Yeah, yeah, you get a lot of like, you get a lot of debt collectors knocking on your door. It's true. Um, a lot of bodies. What? <laughs> <laughs> Is there anything else you want to touch on? I feel like that's 
For me, I don't have anything else. Uh, I think that you should go see a movie that is actually screened on film yeah. at Cinerama because we saw a digital projection, which I think is uh, like it looks great. You 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 said I think it was a Blu-ray, and I said I'm pretty sure it's an HD DVD. Yeah, no, I, thanks for yeah. repeating your joke. Yeah, I like that joke. No, and I then know. you That's... said I think it's VHS, and I said I think it's Betamax. I think you should leave. I literally, I think I might need to download like a uh, uh, sound clip of crickets <laughs> just for this episode specifically. Can't imagine why. Yeah. Uh, um, is it because I dislike you as a person? Yeah, yeah. It's because we're not friends at all. Not uh, good friends. Like I was saying, um, I do think that it's, like, very worthwhile uh, if you are hypothetically listening to this, which I don't know why you are. Uh, <laughs> I only work in the hypothetical realm. Yeah, exactly. It's where I live. Um, I would definitely recommend keeping your eye on the Cinerama schedule because you never know what they're going to announce. Yeah. Which is cool. Like, the anime thing, I was, like, personally just, like, why the fuck are you doing this? Which yeah. speaks to my own... Fundamental, like, that's not my thing I mean, as much. They, they also showed a lot of Miyazaki movies, which I'm sure were full. Yeah, oh, dude, it's and been selling out left and right. And yeah. like I was going to say, it just, it it speaks to just that's not my taste. And also, fundamentally and frankly, like, my own ignorance of, like, that's not a thing. I'm a big cinephile, as we all know, registered. Yeah. But it, it's not, like, a avenue of, I don't know. It's, it's just a whole pocket of, like, film that I'm yeah. very unaware of. Like, I've seen you know, bigger things. Like I've seen like Akira or like Ghost yeah. in the Shell and like most of the Miyazaki things and all that stuff. But right. like, I don't have a deep bench knowledge and like, I'm glad that we went and saw Cowboy Bebop, even though that movie sucks ass and is just garbage. Yeah. Like it's beautiful, but like, wow, that is just not an actual story or film. Right. As far as I'm concerned. Yeah. Uh, it's more just like a hodgepodge of like, cool, I've seen Blowout, and, like, I like Blade Runner, so, like, we'll just kind of do, like, a shitty version of, like, Rutger Hauer and Blade Runner, and, yeah. like, it, it's just lazy-ass storytelling, but, like, it's still cool to see, like, a piece of shit on, like, the dopest screen. It was cool <laughs> for me to see it, like, I thought, I mean, it's just, I, considering I do love that art form, I was like, wow, this is really beautiful to watch, like, so big up. Yeah. But the music was absolutely abhorrent. <laughs> and, it's and really bad. Like I said, when we were walking home, uh, Mark, sorry, walking to the studio. Yeah. It, You're moving the, in, right? The in, Yeah. The intro. <laughs> yeah. Agnes, get out of here. Yeah. Uh, the intro or like the, the credit sequence is like Law and Order mixed with a 90s Coke or Pepsi commercial or like a Mentos commercial. And it's toned up to say the least. Yeah. Yeah, it's and weird. And it has nothing to do with the rest of the movie. But I think that that speaks to, I mean, you're going to have some, like, lost in translation shit, inevitably, if it's, like, a show that's called Cowboy Bebop, created in Japan by a bunch of Japanese people who have fuck all in terms of knowledge of, like, actual American culture. Yeah, especially, especially before the internet. Well, I think also just, I mean, I, I think it's almost impossible that you're gonna have uh anything but a divide when it's like a futuristic show taking intrinsic american cultural traits from the cowboy era and reappropriating right. them in a sci-fi context so it's like how the fuck are they not gonna have like the worst needle drops of all time yeah true because they are white hot garbage in that right movie. yeah the movie sucked ass i wouldn't recommend seeing it but it's cool like the thing is like 
I'm never mad when I go and see a movie at Cinerama. Yeah. Like, it's expensive to go there, but it's also, like, the finest cinematic experience you're going to have. Yeah, I, I really liked it. Yeah. I, th- I had a good time, even though, like, the thing is, I, I obviously had a more enjoyable time watching the movie than you, but, like, I don't negate anything you're saying. Like, you're not yeah. wrong at all. I just, like, again, I just, things can wash over me in, yeah. in the movie context. Yeah, well, you don't have, you know. Taste. Like, yeah, you don't have the capacity to judge yeah. or make a value judgment, <laughs> yeah. is what I mean. Right, and I have no morals. Yeah, and <laughs> you're just, I mean, I don't mean this in a mean way, but you're just not smart enough to discern what high-quality entertainment is. I'm ugly. Okay, dude. You're making Wait, a weird You're, like, now. super attractive. <laughs> All right, guys. Hey, thank you so much for listening to another episode of Tatey's Day Out. Uh, thank you. Fuck. <laughs> I will uh, see you next week, and I want you to go out into Seattle and make it a great day. I think Crocodile Tears are fake tears? I think you're right about that.